Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So today I have a very special guest, Mama Bear, best known from the Bulls and Apes projects. She hosts a lot of spaces on Twitter. However, she is quite active in this whole NFT space, and you might know her from various communities, but I would say this where she is best known from, and that is where I met her. It was during the Bulls and Apes Mint. So without any further ado, I would love to just get to this interview because I had so much fun doing it. I am very excited to have you here. I'd finally get to do an interview with you. And I've spoken to you quite a few times in spaces through the Bulls and Apes Project. All those spaces with Mama Bear, everyone in the community should really know who you are. But to actually get a one-in-one with you, I'm very excited about that. So thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's an honor, really. Uh, As I said, the meeting point for us was in the Bulls and Apes Project. Can you believe that's been three months now? It's unreal, like totally unreal. It started May 31st, and I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And then around the clock until Mint Out was, we say 67 hours, but it was like 64 and a half. Not that anybody's counting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a great success. During all that time, everyone was saying the price is crazy and all this stuff, it wouldn't work. And sure enough, it did. So I was very excited to see that. And I want to say you guys did an amazing job with those spaces. And I think that's where you really came into your own by, I would say, hour 40 or so. It seemed like you just came alive. You get, you're no longer afraid of it. You, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I still every day have this, oh my word, I can't believe people are listening to me and, and take anything I say seriously or like I'm anybody to be listened to. That's really, <laughs> I, I still, I pinch myself every day that this is what I get to do. How did you get into the whole Web3 space to begin with? What is your backstory? My big brother, I worked for him. He's a, in construction and I worked for him and he got me into crypto. And so we were doing crypto together and we're, it was super fun, got stressful at times. And then at Christmas, he says, you have to do NFTs with me. So he walked me through buying my first NFT at Christmas. And then I started asking more questions and realized that there's people on Twitter that are talking about NFTs. I had to go listen. Didn't take very long because I have 500 million variables of questions. And I went from one question to another question, and I just kept asking questions. I think it was my second or third space that I was in. I ran into Loudmouth and Dish. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the Apocalyptic Apes. And so I asked my first question, and Loudmouth was like, hey, I, I could help you earn your yard sale money for NFTs. Because... I, my husband does not believe in NFTs. He doesn't believe in crypto. He doesn't believe in Web3 stuff. He doesn't care about any of it. He's not technical at all. So my little bit of spending money that I save off to the side, I have a little shampoo business I use, makeup, every little side hustle that I can find that doesn't cost too much to get in. I'll use that money to get into NFTs with. And they said, hey, see if we can't help you figure out how to get a job in it. And awesome. then they met Manny and Guy in Austin, Loudmouth did. And he said, Mama Bear, this is the project. We need to get you a job. And so we just worked it. And they finally said, yeah, you need to work with us. So here I am. That is awesome. 
you're so a part of the community that honestly, I thought you were probably with them from like day one, the way it seems and hearing this story is very interesting. I'm a homeschool mom. A lot of people don't believe me. I have not worked officially and truthfully like for an entity since at least 2006. And at that point, it became my job to get pregnant. (laughs) So we went through every fertility, everything that we could do. And so that was my mission. And that was my goal was to become a mother. So in 2009, I had my first daughter after every help I could get. And four years later, we did all of the same everything again to get another daughter. And homeschooling just fell in our lap because we moved to a place where it wasn't great. The school system was not great and we didn't know how long we'd be there. And so I just started homeschooling, which is fine because I like my girls. They're great. And Web3 just fits our life right now because I school around appointments or appointments around school. And it's really cool. First of all, I will say that homeschooling is a tough job. And I think people that went through the pandemic can definitely appreciate that now. That's fir- true. Yeah, honestly, after everything, uh, my friends and people that I know that had to go through that, like they're pulling out their hair and they could not wait to send their kids back to school because they're like, I had no idea this is how difficult they are for this so long. <laughs> yeah, it is. And to teach someone different things, just holding their hand and helping them to learn. So it actually is pretty fitting that you have taken on that role with in the NFT community as someone that can really help to welcome people and educate them. It really makes sense. <laughs> See, and I, we were homeschooling before COVID. And so COVID made us cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People like, you're homeschooling still? Didn't you send them back to school? I was like, we were BC homeschoolers. And they're like, what? I'm like, before COVID, homeschoolers. <laughs> <BC>. be- <laughs> So it just made us cool, but we found a curriculum and a a rhythm that really fits our life. And my girls are like, please don't send us back to that place. Please don't send us back to that place with those people. And I said, don't worry. That is (laughs) pretty cool. The church actually used to attend. The pastor was basically from a missionary background. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was used to seeing all the curriculums and everything. And it always just impressed me that you could teach someone how to read. I still can't really put those like pieces together, teaching someone how to read. And it's, that's amazing to me. That seems like- It is uh, unreal. Yeah. It really is. There's a science to it. And if you address it from the science side, it's not that difficult. It's not as challenging as it appears at first, but it, that's the same thing for NFTs or crypto, or it looks, if you look at it as a giant piece of a giant puzzle, you're like, I quit. I'm I'm done. But when you understand this piece and you master one thread, then you can master another thread. And then before you know it, you have a four or five woven cord. And it's very strong. It's very complex and appears to be daunting to everybody else. But it's one thread at a time. And the longer I spend the time and actually doing this stuff, it becomes second nature to me now. And in spaces when a newbie comes in and asking those questions, it's almost, oh, I remember when I was there. It's so cute. They're so, aw, the newbies. Aren't they so cute? Exactly. I love <laughs> the other one is, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect. Is anybody there? Can, no, in, in spaces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, how you doing? And they go, can you hear me? Is there anybody there? Can you hear me? 
<laughs> and you're yeah. like, this is your first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You first... don't have to explain anything else. <laughs> My first time in spaces was absolutely terrifying. I don't know why I was so afraid. But for someone like you who spends a lot of time in spaces, what was that like your first time going into spaces? Was that equally as nerve wracking as it was for me? <laughs> because you seem like a pure natural. Thank you. It's like the first time I called the radio station when I was a kid. <laughs> I was super excited. Couldn't wait. And then there's a delay because they're in the studio, so it has to go through all the equipment. So they open the line, and you can hear the line open. And then there's feedback, and you hear all of that stuff, and then they talk to you. And it was just, I can't wait to tell you everything I have to tell you. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, slow down. We can't, like, oh, my word. Because when my voice, when I get really excited, my voice just keeps getting louder and more shrill. And then people are like, oh, my God. They get that <laughs> shell-shocked look on their face. My husband, did you explode on them? I'm like, No. Just a little bit. It wasn't a supernova. It was just a nova. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny. For going into spaces the first couple of times, I did the same thing. I wish I could go back and listen to them because I know they have to be absolutely horrible. Because I tend to talk fast when I'm nervous. And I tend to really get chatty when I'm nervous. And so I've had to tell myself to take it, take a second and... It always made me nervous when someone had their hand raised on the screen and I could see it. And there's other people are coming in, speakers are going out. And when you are a speaker, you can hear the people coming in and out. And as the host and co-host, you can really tell. And it, it made me really nervous. But now I'm just like, hey, come on in the space. I'll greet you. Say hello. Send you an invite. Come up and chat. It's way more fun when there's people to talk to than by myself. And it's definitely a growing experience, and I don't know that I'm quite as comfortable as I want to be with it, but I'm trying to get better. Yeah, I think, honestly, if you didn't tell me that, I would not know. It feels like anytime I'm in the space with you, it seems like just a regular conversation, like two friends running into each other on the road and say, hey, how you doing? There's catching up. It seems... Honestly, from my perspective, when I'm listening to you in this space, that you're right at home. Like you feel so, sound oh, so comfortable. You really do. Thanks. I've spent a lot of time in customer service types jobs. I worked for USAA, the insurance people. Mm -hmm. And so I was on the phone in customer service. And then I was in person customer service. I worked in a stereo, a radio computer. They don't call them that anymore, but. It was a radio shop, and so we did computers and every kind of electronic equipment you can imagine. And then I worked in a video store. <laughs> what are those had again? To rewind. <laughs> video yeah, store. Be kind you had rewind. to rewind them. That's right. <laughs> you had to rewind them. You learn de-escalation skills when you're face to face with somebody. When you're in a grocery store and you're slinging their groceries, and that person has come in and has been such a brat, and you have to. Hey, <laughs> You learn skills, but I like people. That's the number one thing. Yeah, I was going to say, the one thing that all of this technology, despite whether it's web one, two, three, four, ten, whatever we're going to in the future, is the people element. Like, people will always be people. And, you know, when we're talking about machines and tech replacing people, that's not going to happen. You always need someone to be able to interact with people. And no one can really do that like another person. So that True. is a very valuable skill. And it, I really see how all of that comes together. So all of these little pieces to the puzzle, it's funny how it all just lands into Web3 and and bulls and apes and the rest of the community really get to benefit from your skill set and your experience all of coming together yes. right here for us. It's really cool. It is. It's so cool because when you look at one of the things that got my attention the most with the Bulls and Apes project and what made me say, okay, 
let me see if I can learn this. It wasn't just pictures. It was pictures and they had a lore. And then they had a layer of mints. And then there was another layer. And then you could go through the whole process. And so it was like this three-dimensional puzzle that you could take apart that was the project. And then you could put it back together. And you have the guys. I, we call them the guys. I do. I just call them the guys. <laughs> between Anthony, Manny, and Guy. And Tankman came on. He wasn't a founder, but he might as well be. And you have the guys, and they have all of this real-world experience. They have this real-world business success. And you look at the NFT space, and it's a bunch of degenerate, almost gamblers and whatever, hustlers. And you have this whole dynamic of people that are just hanging out and finding something that they think is cool. So they start telling other people, and they start telling other people there's no form, no function, no direction, no, we call it a roadmap, but there's no projection of where they're headed and how they're going to get anywhere. Knowing these guys have already gone through all of the business stuff. They have all of the business success, all of the business experience. They've gone through the failures. They know how to scale. They know all of these things. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. This is going to put both of the things that I like the most, customer service and people, business and NFT and Web3, all of it together. And it just felt really good. It just felt like a really great fit for me. It that is satisfied awesome. all of my questions. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was. And just everything coming together. Because I remember the thing that really caught my eye and my attention with the project itself was, first of all, the EFBAC guarantee. I was like, that was just sticking out in my head. And it was just mind-blowing. And when I yeah. first read it, I was like, yeah, that can't be right. And I dismissed it. I won't lie. <laughs> and it was about... No, a lot of people did. Yeah. It was about 30 days after I first came in contact with the project and was speaking to uh, someone that was reaching out from their team that I said, you know what? Like, literally, I was dreaming about it. I'm like, a 30-day guarantee. It was just ringing in my head. This is so weird. I'm in this space every day. And let me reach out to them. And the thing that sticks out to me the most from speaking to Anthony was he said, we have experience running businesses and we're trying to set a new standard within Web3. And I was like, mine was blown. It's okay. I don't know. At the time, I didn't have the ETH. I didn't have the funds. Even though I did the interview and everything, people like to think that if we're creating this content, we're just swimming in money. And that's not necessarily true. We're regular people. Is that true? (laughs) We're normal people. (laughs) We're regular people. So I said, all right, I have to figure out. I'm minting these things. I did not intend to, but now I am. After that interview, I was like, they're a business. They're legitimate. (laughs) They mean business. And they really do. And we have meetings every day. We have a a stand-up meeting every day where everybody from all the, di- the of the divisions come together and we have a what are you doing what do you need help with how is it going what do you need what how is this they go through all of the different layers it's not super in depth but it doesn't have to be like everybody is working together and it's this nice big puzzle that comes together and everybody is making sure that do you need this do you have that how is this going is there it can I help you with this? I know this person over here. Do you want some help putting these pieces together? And it's great because the challenge is how to, now what? So you said it's been almost 90 days. It's unbelievable that it's been almost 90 days. We're halfway through the six month ETH back guarantee, which during the mint, I called it the ETH back option. Because I'm like, I like the ETH back option. You can decide. I'm done. Except I've already claimed all my meth, so I can't. I didn't have any intention of initiating the ETH back option ever. It wasn't an option for me. 
So at the 90-day mark, right, people are like, what next? I had this conversation this morning because I have a 9 o'clock central space every day. And Monday through Friday. So we were talking about it today. And he's like, I'm really worried about the floor price. And are you worried about the floor price? And what's the team going to do? And what are the developers going to do? And I was like, what do you mean? What are we going to (laughs) do? We have people are earning meth every day. You hold a bull and you earn methane. People can claim that meth and they can mint a team. They can mint, you know, an incubator first. And then they can mint a team. You can sell the incubator, you can sell the team, you can sell the meth. Like, I, I was trying to understand how, what do you mean, what else can we do? Okay, that's not enough. Then we also have the god bulls. Like, the, we have 500 total god bulls, and we haven't even, we're not close to minting those out yet. We had 12,500 teens that are available. It's deflationary. We'll get down to 9,000 total. So I was like, you have the merger orb as well for being able to mint the God Bull. The website has been reconstructed two or three times. They've added different things. They've added the meth corner. They've added the trading corner in the Discord. So that alone was for people to be able to facilitate trades back and forth with each other. In Twitter, there's the meth corner for people to trade and swap and discuss the price of meth and all of those variables. So the creator bowl hasn't been revealed yet. You have the apes that are going to be coming out soon. There are other things that are on the horizon. <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I'll now swallow those words. So there are, there are other things that are also coming. So there's so much out here already that I feel like the bulls and apes family of the bulls and ape nation has gotten a little spoiled because they're like we want more <laughs> yeah, exactly we love all of it give us more so it's like a puppy that eats too much and they just keep eating <laughs> so it's like you can have some more but wait till tomorrow have some more tomorrow let's take a web three out of it if you had said in a traditional business that in three months a business was able to implement basically probably a dozen different areas and launches and all these different things. People would say that is unrealistic. There's no way any business could roll out that much in such That'll a short That'll never period. happen. Yeah, it's just, it's impossible. It can't yeah. be done. But in Web3, it's like, really? Yawn. They need to do double. Like, what are you talking <laughs> it's about? It's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just very interesting to see. But the one thing that I find very interesting with this project in particular, yes, you're still going to have those people that are washing the floor and panicking and trying to do all sorts of things. But a lot of people that came into this project, like this is their first touch ever in Web3. They are Web2 people that were basically walked through the whole process. And this was their entry point. And I was like, wow, how, what an amazing entry point this is. And the first experience, it sets the bar so high. So just imagine those so other high. projects that are going to be compared to now. It's like, well, you know, it's not ape. You know, the Bills and Apes were so much better. So you guys have really reset the room a new standard <laughs> reset the standard and they've made it to where other people and other projects have come out and i remember hearing myself say this they said oh we would love to talk to you about promoting our project and we'd love to talk to you about all of these things and i said i you do know that i'm a homeschool mom and i'm i work with and for the bulls and apes project already and school's going to be starting in a couple of weeks and so are you guys fully doxed and they were like no. I said, okay, are you pre-funded? And they're like, no. <laughs> Have you had the, has the project been audited five times? 
or even three times. They Ever. said, no, we haven't audited it at all. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go with, mm, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll take a look at John Secondary after Mint or during Mint or whatever, but not right now. I'm going to gonna hold on to my baby Eve tree with its little <laughs> one bud and getting like, it's okay. Oh, good. Thanks for thinking of me though. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it, it is really, it's wild. Some of the people that are coming into this space, literally, it, I know this analogy has been made multiple times, but as someone who was really watching this stuff with the whole dot-com bubble, it's literally, just because you throw a dot-com on it doesn't mean it's a billion-dollar idea. Just because no. it's an NFT doesn't mean it's going to take off and go to the moon. So to see that there is now this standard, a business, a community that is just really amazing, even the way... You're speaking about how the team reaches out and supports each individual, but how they're supporting these communities is something that I've never really seen. I've heard like the various trait group leaders are saying things like, yeah, we just reach out to the project and they help to give us guidance and different things. I don't, I've never heard that in any other project. <laughs> no, not only that, but they're, have, they, we, they're certified trait groups. So the larger brand has said, the Bulls and Apes project itself has said, yes, you can represent us. Yes, you represent us as a collect as a collection of community members, as a collection of holders. Just our holders alone have been certified to say, yeah, you can represent us and you can have your own logo and you can be us to everybody. That's unreal. Instead of fighting with them or saying, oh, I don't know who they are. They're saying, how can we help you? What can we do? How can we encourage you? How can we empower you to get out there and really help this project be as incredible as we know it's going to be? It's unreal. It really really is. And it really shows like the vision that they have, because at the same time, when you empower people, they're so much more excited to get involved and spread the word. And of course, word of the mouth is by far the most powerful form of advertising and promotion because we're skeptical of the regular ads that are on our feed. We're skeptical of influencers, especially all the craziness that has gone down. But to hear someone like how you said your brother said, hey, come into this space. It's awesome. That is so powerful. So if I tell someone this project I'm in is great. And I don't think there has been any project that I spoke to people about and actually encouraged them to come into more than this one. And unfortunately, none of the people listen to me. That like my I, family. <laughs> I I tried so hard. I did. I my big brother he did mint symbols, and my niece she minted some. Awesome. So that's huge. That's so great for me because I have somebody that I can talk to in my personal family. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you find something that's phenomenal, when you find something that is incredible, the first thing I do is tell my family. Mm-hmm. But. I know I'm not the norm because I think my family is the greatest group of people God ever did make. And I know that's not normal. That's <laughs> not the, that's not tradition. But I love my family. We vacation together on purpose and we do all of the stuff together and we talk on the phone all the time. And now they're invading my spaces on Twitter <laughs> as well. <laughs> but it's fun. And I wouldn't Anything that I find extreme value in, I drag my family into. So to be able to tell my brother, to tell my niece, to talk to my family, my my real life family and get them involved in it, there's nothing greater than bringing them into this Web3 part and to see them and to say, okay, now that you understand this, let's uh, let's help Nana. Let's help you know everybody else and get them in here too. And we can be ambassadors to our family and to our friends 
and help them understand all of this because I was at a conference in July, the end of July, with my husband and all of our friends. And they're like, oh, we haven't seen you. It's been like six years. When was the last time? And what are you doing now? And they're talking about, I said, I work on Twitter. What? I, talk about a weird conversation. That's a totally weird conversation. How do you have this conversation where you try to explain to people who have no idea what crypto is, have no idea what NFTs are, and or why you're on Twitter because they're all like, ooh, Twitter, ooh, it's, don't yeah. go there, it's terrible. And yeah, I love it. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's so incredible. And for them to try to understand it to a point, it, it made for some interesting conversations because then my husband is like, oh, now we're never going to get, it's <laughs> never going to end. And I told him, I said, no, I have, it has to end because I have a space to go to in five minutes. So I I have to go. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. But it's really cool. It's a cool experience. That's for sure. It really is. And just so many things, learning, the connections, those conversations, there's always just some gem that sticks out. It's like, wow, that was an interesting one. I really like all those touch points. But is there anything since you came into the space, like some real, like just, I guess you'd say like an amazing thing that you really surprised you about everything as far as, I don't know, maybe something that you learned or just the way things operated or any kind of really pleasant surprise that you had? I had a negative surprise. The one negative is like the positive as well. It's got both sides to it. It's I, I haven't thought about how to really articulate this politely. So it's going to be a challenge for me with influencers. So there's an influencer. People are like, oh, you're just basically an influencer. And it's like, well, so is, I don't know, a car dealer. So are food restaurants, fast food places. They all are influencing you to buy their something. Mm -hmm. And so they pay marketing agencies to do all this stuff. No one's mad at them for the amazing commercials that they do. No one. They're all like, oh, dude, did you see that commercial during the Super Bowl? Did you see mm -hmm. during the World Cup had? Did you see during the F1 race? Did you see Crypto.com? Did you? Like, everybody is super excited. But no one factors into that's an influence. And so it's a, it's, it has this negative connotation to a point in NFTs because, oh, you're just getting paid to shove something down my throat and you only get paid. And it's, your doctor only gets paid to give you medicine. <laughs> you go to the doctor because you're sick or you broke your leg or whatever. And so you pay him to do whatever he does to fix you or to help you or to get you to the place you need to be. And in NFTs, if you don't know how to get there, or you don't know what to do, someone's going to pay somebody to talk to you about how this NFT or how this community or how this project is. And so it's both sides where I'm like, wait a minute, I've learned to defend myself. Like I, my skills are valuable. Talking is a valuable skill. Very. And if you can't articulate something easily and succinctly and thoroughly, it's I'm really known for saying the same thing in five different words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of them has to hit, right? Because everyone one of them has understands to the differently. Right <laughs> <laughs> they do, but it would re it, it resonates differently for other. There has you're not good at getting your message across clearly. Nerds don't speak mushy people yes. like they don't. The two of them do not the, the the oil and water, oil and vinegar, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they don't mix. Doesn't work so well. Yeah. So they have to be able, there has to be someone that can bridge that between them. Oh, so you're saying that you're going to lock the money into the project 
for six months. It's been audited so it can get back out because we all know about that one. I don't know if you know about that project. Yep, that, that money was, got lost in yeah. there completely. Yeah, that yeah. was about two Talk days about- two days or three days before I interviewed Anthony. When that happened, they delayed the mint <laughs> to have it triple audited. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was unbelievable. It was so crazy. So everybody like panics. They're like, wait a minute, if that can happen, then we want to make sure it doesn't happen to us. So it's definitely, it, it, but you have to be able to articulate that. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to tell people that and then be okay with it. Because headlines can read, the sky is blue and acid rain is going to eat your brain. Anybody can say that. Mm-hmm. But in, you don't want to say it that way. Because then people are going to panic and freak out. <laughs> so there has to be a way to say there's Everything acid rain, has impacting the trees. Yes, palatable. <laughs> and you have to break it down. Yeah, and that's so. even my uh, my bio on Twitter. I forget what it says exactly word for word, but basically I speak about NFTs in plain English. That's what I do. <laughs> it's, it's because a lot of the time when I came into the space, it was all technical and all these like acronyms and all the tech. And I consider myself to be a nerd. I really do. I consider myself to be very technical, tech savvy, all in this stuff. And when I came into the space, I was lost. So I was like, yep, I found my niche. <laughs> I'm speaking about yes. this stuff as if I wanted to explain to my wife who has no interest in this right now or my sisters or most importantly my mother trying to explain it to my mother i do the quote-unquote mom test as uh, we yeah. like to say in marketing it's like if i can't explain this to my mom then i'm not doing a good job articulating this that's how i no. like to try to uh, gauge it basically and most of the time if i can't simplify it that means i don't know enough about it i need to go research it some more that's how i like to look at it i do too and i've quoted it mo- multiple times i nerd out about all kinds of things in lots of different ways. So my nerd is just not the coding nerd. I'm not the technical nerd of the gaming and all of that stuff. I nerd out on everything else. It doesn't matter what it is, how to eat, how to feed my kids really well so that they're better learners. I nerd out about curriculum to break it down for teaching phonograms to teach cursive. To break cursive down, oh my word, you want to talk about, ooh, that's a skill. Whoever I stole that information from, I'm so thankful that they did, that they broke it down for me and I could just break, use it because borrowing from other people, open source is really where it's at because like I was talking to somebody and they said, well, we're not going to give our secrets away. Like we have ideas and marketing plans and marketing things that we want to hold on to. I said, that's fine. That's fine. That's great. (laughs) The only thing is in in the Web3 space, it's really open source. Once the smart contract got out there and it's open source, the sauce is no longer secret. You (laughs) can pick and choose what you want to put in the sauce. And that's one of the things I love the most about Web3. And I've made this statement before. There's people always say there's no I in team, but there is an at me. So if you write team Hmm. down, it says at me. Oh, yeah. Because I was looking at it upside down and backwards one day doing something. And then I was like, it means that's at me. Like, it's (laughs) all about me. But then when you get into Web3, it's all about we. It's all about how we three, how we can make it. And I love that aspect of I can't speak solidity. I can't speak this language. I can't speak, for crying out loud, I don't even know how many code languages that there are but I can't speak those. What I can speak is how to explain something to a child so that they are empowered to go 
and teach another child or to teach someone else and that they can master it and they walk away feeling, I got this, I can do this, I can do this. And when you teach a child that, they walk away from a difficult task and they go, I can do this. And that spark turns on, that's what it's all about for me. And that's what I love about Web3 is you talk to somebody, you explain something to them and they go, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, I. that's not so bad. They're like, yeah, I know it. I, good. I'm glad. Hopefully it's not that bad. <laughs> that's <laughs> that what is, I love about it. That is awesome. I love where this the conversation went to all of that and it just comes full circle. And I love that, the human aspect, the whole service aspect, being able to help others, educate others, and we're making it together. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of these wagmies fall off of the timeline, and I don't know where those people went. It's like, we're still going to make it, right? You know. So having that whole aspect of people that are looking out for people. I know Brian Fanzo, who has the NFT 365 podcast, his slogan is, we is greater than me, and I love that. It's just an amazing thing. And to see that you also share that in your own words, and I thought that was beautiful how you summed it up. Since bridging with all of that, is there anything that you would like to share to someone that is brand new, maybe coming into the space, maybe this interview or hearing this is like their introduction to this space. What would your advice be to just a new person as to how to really enjoy and take hold of all of this and appreciate it as much as you have? Ask all the questions. That's the first thing I would tell them. And the second one is I would tell them to find a community because the community is, it's, it's like the fraternity for guys or the sorority for girls. It's, I got your back. And that's what I love about Web3. Literally feels like a, a, an incubator or a cocoon. The community says, if you're new in this space, close your DMs in Discord. No one is going to give you any, oops, we lost something in the contract. We lost track of 1,500 minutes. That doesn't happen. Have you ever known a nerd or an accountant to lose something? No, (laughs) that's not going to happen. They're going to keep track of each one because that could be the difference between making $1,500 per 100 mints or making $500 per mint. That's a big difference. And they're not going to lose that much money accidentally because somebody couldn't figure it out. So ask all the questions. I tell them all the time. People say, well, there are no stupid questions. Yes, there is one stupid question. It's the one question that you don't ask to understand. So if you don't ask that question, if you have a question and it doesn't make sense, someone is trying to explain it to you and you just can't get those pieces together because maybe they're using the same verbiage and it's just mundane and it doesn't convey any truth to you. And they're just saying the same rote words together, but they're not trying to connect to you and what you know and what you understand. It's worthless. It's pointless words. It's just noise. So ask until you understand. Ask until you know. And then ask to prevent a a difficulty. So ask out all the questions. Every time you have a question or are not quite sure, don't assume because we all know what happens when you assume, because it's, <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. that. So don't assume, ask the question, because we would much rather say, oh, yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. Than to say, oh, dude, you lost everything, all of it. Like, they didn't just get into your crypto wallet and empty everything. They also got into everything on your laptop. They also got into everything on your phone, because everything was all connected together. And we don't want that. This space is small enough at this point 
that none of us want to hear that. None of us. So ask the questions until you understand and you're a master of whatever it is that you're venturing into. But also the community is super important. We want you to succeed as if you were us. And I think that's the biggest point. If that's not the community that you find, wherever you find yourself, we would love for it to be in the Bulls and Aves Project. If it's not in the Bulls and Aves Project, we have lots of collaborative projects that we work with that have a very similar vibe, have a very similar path, a very similar vision, a very similar mission. So if you don't find a home in the Bulls and Aves Project among the 947,000, no, I'm kidding, among the different <laughs> trade groups, if you don't find that person, that group f for you, then we want to help you find one that you can connect with that becomes your tribe and keeps you safe so that the next time you meet a newbie that needs to come in here, you teach them how to ask all the questions and then you teach them how to find their community. And that's how we as a community make it in Web3. That is awesome and well said. I really appreciate that. And it was heartfelt, great advice. And I agree with everything you just said 100, 200%. <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course. And thank, thank you, you for taking the time it. for sharing that with everyone and giving that uh, such a warm and hearty advice. Thanks. I really appreciate the honor. And it's such a blessing to be able to have a place to connect and to convey and to really just, I don't know, make this space even better. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And of course, anyone that wants to reach out to Mama Bear, I will have all of her contact information as far as her Twitter handle and what have you in the show notes, excuse me, in the show notes. <laughs> so please feel free to check that out. And I highly recommend if you've never been in a Twitter space ever before, that is a wonderful place to start in her Twitter spaces. And it is just very enjoyable, very welcome. If you have any questions, as she just encouraged, ask questions. That is one of the best places to bring it. You won't be laughed at. You won't be shunned, ran off the stage. And it's just a very welcoming environment. So thank you for your wisdom and your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wasn't that great? Just a wonderful person and a wonderful resource to have within this whole NFT space. I think she is a welcoming person. Her personality is just so bubbly and she always is open to answer questions. As she said, there's no stupid questions. So if you're new to the space or if you're just genuinely curious about the Bulls and Apes project or any other NFT project that she might be involved in, please feel free to reach out to her. I will have her Twitter handle and everything in the show notes. So as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.